If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And there's nothing like free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other platforms. And the best part, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I would like to welcome you all once again to the See Simple Secrets podcast. Today our topic is going to be focused around trauma. And I haven't really decided on a title for this episode yet, but I just wanted to express some of my feelings regarding trauma and how to start healing from that trauma. What made me kind of like go towards this topic is because when you're dealing with relationships and in relationships and I'm not just talking about relationships with a significant other I'm talking about relationships with family I'm talking about relationships on your job and how all of these relationships and the way that you interact with people is a compilation of dealing with your trauma basically and how you're able to work through it and deal with it or how it's affecting you and I have to say that one thing that I've noticed is that when you have those traumatic experiences and you're not dealing with it it's going to come out at the most inopportune times when you don't expect it to when you don't think it's affecting you that's when it comes out and the situation that it comes out in it might not even be like the worst of what you've been through but it's something about that situation that is reminding you of something traumatic that happened to you in the past and is causing you to act a certain way in the present and I think that sometimes when we think about trauma we think as we think of it as something that has to be like just super um horrible or awful it's not necessarily the case like something traumatic for you could be being in the water and you went swimming with your family and almost drowned so that could be something traumatic but then it could be falling off a bike for somebody else which might not be as traumatic to you for somebody else it could be something even more simplistic where to you it might seem like oh for example let's say it's ants you might say oh that's not really traumatic to me but for somebody that could be traumatic because it can remind them of a living situation that they had that was negative So for everyone, trauma is different and we all deal with it in different ways. Sometimes when we think that we're over it and we we think that we're avoiding it and not dealing with it, that's still us reacting to our trauma. And 
something happened to me recently that just really caused me to be more reflective about my relationships with everyone not just significant other but family friend friendships I was even talking to my dad about it because I realized that it's something that is being passed on almost like from generation to generation which is kind of crazy because you don't necessarily think about trauma as something that's like in your family but it could be going through your bloodline for example and I was just really speaking to him genuinely about how I've noticed a pattern in our family where it's like we can just cut people off without without any notice without any it's like oh I'm, I'm just done with this situation and then just be done and I was really expressing to him how it's not a healthy way to handle relationships because as you grow and mature and maturity doesn't always come with age as you grow and mature as a person you should be able to develop your relationships in the same way something is easy for you to work through you should be able to work through it as an adult the tool that we have is communication and so we have to communicate those things to the people that we're in relationship with because they weren't there throughout our childhood they weren't there through certain parts of our adulthood and even our parents as close as we may be to them they don't know every single thing about us and everything that we've been through it's very important for us to start dealing with those things and healing from those things that have affected us in a negative way what i did in this particular situation i just really had to sit with myself and just be honest with myself about friendships about family about relationships about the way that i've carried myself and the way that i've acted in certain situations and i had to really just reflect and say was that my best self and i think that if we communicated more as people and if we really sat down with ourselves and sometimes you got to talk it through with somebody but sometimes it's just got to be you and you <laughs> and the reason that I say you and you is because we all know how it is like when there are some friends that of course you can't put on a facade in front of they know you they know how you are same thing with family there are some times when we're talking to other people and we're not truly honest about things and it's not because we're lying but it's just because you either don't want to be that vulnerable i'm here to tell you that if you ever want to love somebody genuinely you're going to have to be vulnerable at some point you're going to have to place yourself in front of this person and be honest and be open and they're gonna have to do the same thing for you and once you get yourself in that that vulnerable place and start working through some of those things and breaking down some of those barriers 
you're going to have better relationships and more successful relationships because it's going to come from a place of honesty. It's going to come from a place of trust. It's going to come from a place of peace, of belonging. Your relationship is just going to be better because you no longer are going to be at odds with yourself or at odds with your past. And so that's going to prevent you from being at odds with your future because that's literally what's happening. When you have these traumatic experiences, whatever they may be, it's creeping into your future. And I can say as a person that has dealt with like a lot of water trauma, for example, um, it's been so many times when I've either been tipped into the water on a boat. I had a boat, a canoe flipped on top of me before. Um, At a young age, I jumped into a pool without knowing how to swim and almost drowned. So I've had several negative experiences with water. And yet the crazy thing about it is that I still love the water. Like it has not turned me away from it. I still love to go on boats and just be around it and standing near it. But I can remember times when I went to the beach since those things have happened and where I just had this overwhelming sense of like trembling and just fear, basically, and having to conquer that fear and say, okay, yeah, these experiences may have happened to you, but you're okay. You're safe. And that's the same thing that we have to do with the other experiences that we've been through. Yes, these things happened to you. It was extremely unfortunate. There were some things that happened that were beyond your control. And so those are things that you can't blame yourself for. And then there are also some things that happened that you were in control of. And you don't want to blame yourself for those things either. But you do want to acknowledge them and take responsibility for them. You want to take responsibility for your part in it and say, I know that these are things that I could have handled in a better way, but I chose not to at that time. And just spell it out. Why did you choose not to handle it at that time? I chose not to handle it at that time because I was afraid. I chose not to handle it at that time because I didn't want to be vulnerable. I chose not to handle it because I didn't know how you would take it. I was afraid. Um, It might have something to do with abandonment and how when I've been honest in the past, it's come with punishment or the person has left me or abandoned me. And so I felt like I couldn't be honest with you Because if I was honest with you, you were going to leave me. And then if I wasn't honest with you, if you found out, you were going to leave me. So I chose not to say anything. Or I could have handled this situation a little bit better. Because all we had to do was really talk through it. We have to. We got to start dealing with these things. Because if not, 
it's like if you're not living with peace if you're not living with joy if you're not living with hope then you're living with all the opposites of those things so you're living with fear you're living with hopelessness you're living without love and that's a lonely place to be there's no one that can say that they've lived a life with no mistakes there's no one that can say that they have lived a perfect existence and they've never hurt a person's feelings that they've never been inconsiderate that they've never been selfish I think all of us can agree that at some point in time we have done these things and at some point in time we have hurt someone else and caused them to feel the same things that we will eventually feel and so just being aware of all of those things being aware awareness is the key because that's what's going to show you when you're sitting with yourself and you're really thinking back and you're really aware and present and you see how you acted and you replay those things that you've said when you're really reflecting and you replay those things that you said and you replay those things that you did and you just think to yourself wow I could have really done better I could have done better so now it's like well what caused me to not do better what caused me to not do better what caused me to not be a better friend what caused me to not be a better sister what caused me to not be a better daughter okay I know what it was I went back to the time when I asked my parent for something and they didn't do it for me they told me no so that's what caused me to tell them no when they needed my help because at that time I needed their help and they didn't come through for me so I wanted them to feel the same thing that I felt is that healthy no it's not healthy because when you want to inflict the same pain on someone that they inflicted on you it's not healthy When you want somebody to feel the same thing that they made you feel, it's not healthy. And I'm speaking to myself, (laughs) even right now I'm feeling that because it's so true. I know that I have said, man, I wish the same thing would happen to this person that they inflicted on me because I want them to see how much it hurt and how it felt. And then they can come back to me and apologize for what they did to me. (laughs) And now that I say it out loud, that sounds so messed up. It sounds so messed up. But that's the way that we think. Like we want people to feel those feelings that we felt or the feelings that they made that we feel like they made us feel. And that's not the way to be. If anything, there's this exercise that I used to do with my students all the time and I was really doing it for myself as well because they were only second graders some of them may have felt it but some of them may not have felt it so it may have applied to some it may not have applied to others 
And so there was two things that we used to do. One of them, and actually I did it with my third graders as well. And the third graders I did it with, um, it was a trauma sensitive school district. And so I think that they probably understood it a lot more because those students have been through a lot more in their lifetime versus the second graders that I had taught. But the exercise that we did, we would sit there and we would imagine someone coming into the room and you imagine this person coming in and it's a person that you love and you have positive feelings towards them and you imagine the feelings that you feel when that person comes into the room and so of course if it's somebody that you have a positive experience with you're going to be happy so the students might start smiling or their uh, body language just looks more uplifted and positive and so when this person comes into the room you say to them may you be happy may you be healthy may your heart be filled with joy and so it's easy to say that to this person that comes in the room because it's someone that you have positive feelings toward and so we want to wish somebody well that we love right and then during the same exercise it flips so now you have to imagine that a person comes into the room and this person that comes that comes into the room is someone that you don't have such positive feelings about and so when this person comes into the room you also have to you have to feel those feelings that you feel when that person comes into the room so who knows who the students were thinking about at that time and I can't say that I was thinking about a specific person but I just had a feeling and you we all know like when certain people come in the room and they make you feel uncomfortable and you don't necessarily want to be around them and so that's this person that you're envisioning so it might not be a specific person but it just might be a specific feeling that you feel when you're around when you're around this particular person or just a feeling of negativity basically in this same exercise you're charged to still say to this person may you be happy may you be healthy may your heart be filled with joy and then there's an acknowledgement that that time it's a little bit more difficult to say it right because this is not your bestie this is not your mother or whomever that you have these positive feelings about this is somebody that you don't look at that way this is not your friend this is an enemy so to speak right and so those feelings are a lot different but you're still being charged to say the same thing to that person and it was a great exercise for me and also for my students because especially as children we hold on to so many things like he took my pencil and he took your pencil two years ago when y'all were in kindergarten 
but you never forgot it because it was something traumatic that happened to you, right? And so it's especially important to start teaching children to work through these types of issues because you don't want something like that, somebody stealing a pencil, to start creating a series of events. So imagine somebody stole your pencil. So now what happens? Now you start being selfish. You don't want to share with other people. Now you start hiding things because somebody stole your pencil before. So now you're going to hide that pencil case so nobody can see it. And now you don't want to go anywhere without your pencil case. So when you go into the gym to do your physical education, you're taking your pencil case with you because you don't want anybody else to take one of your pencils again. Then when you go into the bathroom, you got to take your pencil case with you. Or if you can't take it with you, then you're going to say, can you please watch my pencil case to somebody that you trust because you don't want somebody to take your pencil again. And so this is just an example of how a traumatic experience changes a lifestyle. It changes your ways. It changes your habits. And next thing you know, you're doing things that are out of your character before you were a person that shared. You were a person that would pass out a pencil to anybody that needed it. And now you're changing from that person. Now you're a person that's hiding things. Now you're a person that's concealing things. Now you're a person that's selfish. Now you're a person that's protective or building up a wall. Now you're a person that's not trusting of people because somebody stole your pencil. So I hope you all can see where I'm going with this is that something small and I'm not saying that that pencil being stolen wasn't a very traumatic thing for that individual. It very well was. It was very traumatic for that individual. However, look at the impact that it made. The impact that it made is even far more traumatic than the actual event that took place that caused all of that to result from it. Just so that's one exercise that we will walk through. And I wouldn't do it every day, but I would choose particular days to do it. And then the other exercise that we would do was called being a pond. And it got to the point where even the students would say, be a pond, be a pond. <laughs> because they could see, oh, somebody is doing something that they shouldn't be doing or saying something that they shouldn't be saying. And it might have a negative effect on you. So be a pond, which means, what is a pond like? It's calming water. It's peaceful water. It's still water. It's not uh, running fast. It's gently, calmly floating along. Almost like saying, go with the flow, basically. And so that was one of our sayings. We would just say, be a pond. But I think it's so important to start teaching these strategies to students when they are young because it will help them to deal with more traumatic events 
as they get older. It's so important to start teaching students how to communicate early because you will not know how many adults are walking around. They haven't spoken to their first cousin in 20 years because of something that could have easily been resolved. It's people falling out about $10, $20. And I know my grandmother always taught us that you never fall out with people about two things, food and money. And it's crazy because that's what people argue about so much. You ate my chips. That was my juice you drank. I bought, and it's like, is it that serious? Yes, it was your juice. Yes, they should have asked. But is it worth falling out about? Is it worth not communicating about? Is it worth going to bed angry about? Is it worth not speaking to someone about? And that's what we really need to start looking at. We're falling out with people over things that are not going to make or break us. $20 is so easy to come by and so easy to spend. Easy come, easy go. And I'm not going to say that it's even worth it to fall out with somebody over $500. But it depends. I mean, and I know a lot of people will say the words, what? It's the principle, which, yes, it's the principle. People are just, people have disrespected you. <laughs> Let me go back a step because I almost said it right there. People are disrespectful. And I had to stop myself because we cannot assign, we cannot assign adjectives to who that person is. For example, the person is not disrespectful. The person is being disrespectful. The person has done something that is disrespectful. But the person is not disrespectful. And so that's another thing that we need to be mindful of. Is that people have certain characteristics but that does not define who they are as an individual. There's so many layers to a person. There's so many things about people that we don't know. And we don't know why they've done the things that they've done. And I know it's an unpopular opinion. I know it's a very unpopular opinion that I have that I try to have just because we don't know just because we don't know we don't know what a person has gone through and sometimes I think we judge people very harshly and we throw away people very harshly especially in today's society where we have this cancel culture it's like it's getting out of hand and I'm not saying I don't justify any wrongful acts. But the wrong acts or hurtful acts that people do, for me, they don't cancel out the human being. Because 
every one of us has a soul. Every one of us has a spirit. And we have to look at people as being more than the shell. When we look at a person, we see a shell. We see the outer appearance. But we need to start looking at the inward man. We need to start edifying and lifting up the inward man. And I think once we start seeing people as more than just what we see physically, that's when we'll start seeking to understand more than being understood. There was a poem that I used to love to read and it was called if I knew you and you knew me and the poem was talking about how if we knew each other deeply if the more that we know about each other the better that we know a person and there's a quote that people always will say to know me is to love me and I I take that quote as being very true because I can remember there was a guy that <laughs> went to college with me and this guy got on my nerves. <laughs> he literally got on my nerves. I'm like, I don't think it was anybody that I had known that had gotten on my nerves the way that this person did. And... I don't think it's kind of weird for me because the way that I am because I and I've always tried to be this way that people would not even know that I don't or that they're irritating me or bothering me just because I really really try to give people the benefit of the doubt I really try to treat people with respect and so even people that that I might say, man, this person really got on my nerves, they literally would never know. And they would think that I was one of their best friends. And I don't want to say, some people might say, oh, that's fake. But I don't think it's fake. I think literally it's giving people a chance. It's giving people an opportunity because it could be a bad day. And you don't know that. So, anyway, this guy, he just really, really irked me. And I never let him know. Of course, I never said anything to him. But the more that I got to know him as a person, the more I got to know, like, his experiences and what he had been through and everything. Next thing I know, like, I really started developing a friendship with the person. And... It just goes to show, I'm not saying that that's always going to be the case, but it just goes to show that you can't write people off because they do something that you don't like. And I'm not saying that everybody is going to be your best friend either because I do feel like certain people are drawn to certain people and certain people are drawn to others. And there's something that one person may possess that you need in your life and you might have something in you that that person needs in their life 
you might make connections like that that might trump some other relationships that you have. But still, everybody, every person is of value in some type of way. And they're brought into your life for some reason, whether it's to help you to become a better person, whether it's to help you to see some characteristics in yourself that may need to change or whether it's for you to help that person in some type of way because you might come along to help them to mature and to better themselves and so in this poem it was saying that um, I'm sure that we would differ less we have less arguments and clasp our hands in friendliness so we would develop better relationships if I knew you and you knew me we miss that a lot nowadays because people don't stay at jobs 30 years like they used to people may may work a job three years (laughs) some people don't even make it to three years and when you're not staying in a certain place for a long period of time you're not developing those relationships that you would develop in that long period of time like like people have developed over the years like our grandparents for example the friends that they had were friends that they had gone to church with for 50 years and imagine the things that you go through in that period of time imagine the things that you go through working 30 years on a job and I think because of the way that our culture has changed and is still changing it's making it harder to develop those relationships and to solidify those relationships and to work on them and to improve them. And it makes it easier for us to just say, oh, well, this friendship ain't work out. I'll meet another friend. Oh, this relationship didn't work out. I'll get somebody else. Instead of trying to work through things like people have done in the past. And that's another thing too like I've seen people be very critical about like the relationships our grandparents and foreparents had because it was a lot different and they didn't have cell phones and they couldn't check your location and somebody might have had a family around the corner and this that and the third but I will say out of the relationships that I've seen older people have and even known some of the things that they have gone through what I can say is their outlook and their experience and that knowledge that they give you and the way that they tell you and teach you how to work through those things is incomparable and then when you look at their relationships and how they have developed over that period of time like I don't know how many of you all, my listeners, have watched Black Love, but there was this one couple on there, and when I say they have been through it all, from infidelity to where the, it was to the point where the infidelity had caused people to get into some dangerous situations. Because when you feel like you possess a person or you own a person, 
it will drive you crazy to know this person is sleeping with somebody else then then you become irate and now you're acting out and acting irresponsibly because of this because of the trauma that it caused you and the hurt that you're experiencing and next thing you know you want to put an end to somebody's life and so this couple had been through all of those things but they were still together can you imagine the work that had to be done spiritually that work that had to be done that healing that had to be done spiritually to say yes you have done all of these things to me yes I have done all of these things to you but the only way that we can continue on is in the spirit of forgiveness and love and to be able to work through those things in my opinion it's beautiful it's not beautiful what they went through but the outcome the growth the maturity that happens in that time and to be able to look at this person every day and not call to their attention the things that they did to hurt you and they don't call the things to your attention that you did to hurt them it's amazing and it's something that we all can benefit from we all might not want to go through that experience because I know I don't want that to be my story (laughs) however it's something that we can learn from just that forgiveness that comes with it I know it's been said so many times that you should be able to forgive a person without them even asking for your forgiveness And I totally agree with that. There are some times when you do have to forgive people and they don't ask. Because as they say, it's for you. It's for your healing. It's for your spirit. Because you don't want to hang on to it. But there's also a time when you need to forgive yourself. And you need to speak to yourself. And you need to say to yourself... Yes, you have done these particular things, but that's not who you are. Yes, you experienced these particular things, but that's not who you are. The things that you have been through, they help to develop your character. They help to build you, and in some cases, they have torn you down. But you don't want to stay in that space. You want to elevate You want to move from the hurt to the healing. And you're going to be a better person because of it. Your relationships are going to be better because of it. Your friendships are going to be better because of it. Your work is going to be better because of it. Everything that you do... You're going to do it in a different spirit. You're going to do it in a different attitude because you're coming from a place of healing. And I had somebody tell me, everybody doesn't want to heal. Does everybody have to heal? If you want to be whole, yes. If you want to be whole, yes. You have to heal. Because if you don't heal, you're not going to be whole. And then guess, here's what we do. Like that song, you're the other half that makes me whole. 
No, that's not the way it goes. Not the way it goes. It's a beautiful song, but that's not the way it goes. Because two half people can't do anything. Two halves cannot do anything. But a whole and a whole can do a lot. And so if you don't heal, then you're going to be looking for something or someone to attach yourself to to make you feel that wholeness, that healing would make you feel. I think I'm going to say that again. (laughs) If you don't heal, then you're going to be looking for a half to complete your half to make you feel whole. So that half could be anything. That half could be drinking. That half could be drugs. That half could be anything. Anything. Seeking out adventure. Dangerous situations. To make you feel whole. When all you had to do was just heal. That's all you had to do. Is it going to be difficult? Yes. Is it going to take time? Yes. Is it going to happen overnight? No. Is it worth it? Yes. Is it going to make your life better? Yes. Is it going to improve your quality of life? Yes. You need to forgive. You need to heal is going to hurt as you're going through it it's going to hurt I literally sat in the middle of my bed and cried but when I was crying I wasn't crying tears of sadness I was crying tears of forgiveness of forgiving myself and it caused me to feel joy afterwards because I was releasing those negative feelings, that negative energy. I was releasing that and I was welcoming that joy and that peace and that wholeness into my heart and into my being. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. We all are going to go through these experiences. Time and chance happen to us all. There's not a specific reason why it happens. Or it may not feel like it's a specific reason at that time. But the more that you live, the longer that you live, you realize that those experiences that you went through were preparing you for the things that are going to come. Especially if you plan on having any type of position or moving up in any type of way, being a manager or anything like that, you are going to deal with so many different types of attitudes and personalities. And you can't just write people off and cut people off. That's not the way that that it works. Oh, I don't want to deal with this person because I told her, to a close and then she put somebody else on the schedule and 
So I can't deal with her no more. Okay, so how you gonna get the job done? Oh, I'm gonna work around her. I'm gonna talk to everybody else but her and then I'm gonna have other people. That's a hostile work environment. But have we all heard of things like that? Yes, we have. I know I've heard of it. You going around people, you calling out people. But if it's a specific situation that you have with a specific person, you need to deal with that. And everybody else doesn't need to be involved. You need to sit with that person and deal with that situation. And if you cannot sit down with that person and deal with it, you got to sit down with yourself. Can you imagine what type of world we would live in if we became reflective human beings? If we thought about what we said and did before we did it? And if we tried to be more understanding? And if we tried to have more amicable relationships? Can you imagine how much we could get done, how productive we would be if fear wasn't stopping us at every turn because we were afraid to be successful, we were afraid to fail. And so then you just frozen in place because it's like, I can't fail, so I'm not going to try. And if I don't try, I can't be successful. (laughs) So you don't move, you're stagnant. And how many of our relationships are stagnant? How many of us know people that maybe 60, 70, 80 years old and still not mature in some areas because they didn't do the work? So I just want to encourage you all to really do the work. Really sit down and do the work. Though it may be painful, though it may be hurtful, Though it may help you to recognize and realize some parts of yourself that you need to let go of. Is it going to help you in the long run? Yes. Are you going to feel better because of it? Yes. Are you going to feel renewed? Are you going to feel able to carry on? Yes. And especially as we near the end of this year, and so many of us have talked about just how horrible this year has been how none of the things that we expected to happen happened and how all the things we didn't expect to happen happened but again it's a situation that we had no control over and has it been traumatic in some ways yes we need to heal from this we really do we need and to be honest with you the fact that a lot of our relationships have become virtual I know that in the long run, this is going to play out in some type of way because it's already playing out. Just look at the way people are driving, if nothing else. The consideration, the compassion, the it's like everybody is in a rush and we're not looking out for our fellow man because it's all for me and where I'm going. What am I trying to do? And so... I just want to charge all of us that before this year is out, we really need to just try to become more reflective 
if nothing else, start with that. Start a reflection. Think about your why. Why are you doing the things that you're doing? Why are you in the position that you're in? Where are you trying to go? How are you going to get there? Start with that. And when you start breaking down that why and why you make the decisions that you're making, I think it's going to start becoming more clear to you as time goes on where you need to heal and work on it. It's not an overnight, it's not an overnight process, but it's a worth it process. In the end, it's going to be worth it. And so I just want to encourage you all just to deal with the trauma. And I know that the experiences that I laid out today may not even be the most traumatic. It may not be, or for you, it may not be the most traumatic. And you may even be saying to yourself, if that was all I had to deal with, I'd be good compared to what you have been through. And I still believe that you can be healed. Uh, I believe that it's going to take more work. I believe it's going to take some time. But I do believe that you can be healed if you open your heart to it, if you open your mind to it, if you make the decision that today is the day that my trauma is no longer going to affect who I am and go from there so I would love for you all to reach out to me and let me know what this episode brought out for you and just how you feel about it in general what do you do to work through your trauma or what have you done what are you doing and just share with me I love when I get DMs about how my messages have touched other people because I know it may not be for everybody but I just hope that I am reaching someone so when I get those messages where people are saying that the that the message touched them I know that what I'm doing is not only helping me, but it's helping others. So reach out to me and let me know. And um, just hang in there. I just want to encourage you to hang in there. Keep going. Don't give up. And I'll um, be back with another podcast soon. Thank you.